Blog Talk Radio. Couldn't break 
Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us presents. And today we are going to do part two of 20 Tips for a Successful Marriage. Um, my name is Arlene Cahet. I am one of your hosts. And my the other host of the show is my beloved King. King, are you on the line? I sure hope so. Oh, there we go. It sounds all good, okay. family. <laughs> all right. So it looks like we, we, we may not have any technical difficulties today. So <laughs> So we are going to do 11 through 20 and to finish off these 20 tips for a successful marriage. So let us go ahead. Should we get prayed in? We'll do one round of the Adam Cohen. Yeah. All right. So hold on, folks. We're just going to do one round. We're not going to listen to the whole five minutes. Uh, This uh, prayer is the Anapakoa prayer. It's a Kabbalistic prayer that was generously given to us by Thomas Shalaw Walker. Uh, If you're interested in following him, he is on Facebook under Thomas Shalaw Walker. And at some point, he is to do an album, I'm not sure when that's going to come out, but he's to do an album of uh, all of these um, prayers, uh, prayers of uh, divine world prayers. Okay, so we'll be right back. And I'm Yeah, I got a little caught up. 
<laughs> it was okay. You could let him finish. It was all right. <laughs> I felt like I was floating in space, and then all of a sudden, somebody just said, But I did say one round, and the last time we did this, ladies and gentlemen, the show lasted longer than we anticipated, so that is why we're having part two, and I wanted to be a little bit more mindful of time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Thomas. (laughs) All righty, so number 11, Um, or you know what, shouldn't we... uh, I, you know what? We will have a quick review of what uh, one, two. No, we don't have to do that because they know how to get to the show that was done last week. <laughs> okay. You said right. you would want to be mindful of the time, right? Yeah, mindful of the time. So, okay. So, number 11. Nothing is more important in a marriage than the relationship between husband and wife. And it says here, when other things become more important, such as careers, children, personal pursuits, trouble sets in. Uh, that makes your relationship uh, make the relationship your top priority. When you do, the marriage flourishes. And that is by Kathy Meyer. And I think she is a licensed licensed, uh, marriage counselor. Anyway, so understanding if you want to have a successful marriage, you have to make the marriage a priority. Is that on your end, honey? I hear some static in the background. Do you have the fan on? No. Is it gone now? It sounds sound like, like an airplane okay. just went over the, over us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, yes, it's gone now. So, okay. when, yeah. So, in order to you know, have a long, long-lasting marriage. Essentially what this means is that your your relationship gets priority uh, whenever you want to maintain a relationship uh, to, to strengthen it. You are responsive to the needs of the relationship in and of itself. And that decisions that are made are are best done as a couple instead of one person going off um, and making the the decisions because the relationship in and of itself is its own uh, I guess has its own energy and is is its own entity because you as a unit are operating as one. And when you have, have, I guess you could say what I would say are things that are more important 
your career, your children, uh, personal pursuits. And, and this is not to say that those things are not important, but like say, for instance, if your career is, is more important than the relationship itself, you might be an individual who is constantly on the go and traveling and uh, traveling and you don't really give time to the relationship to check in to see how you're doing, checking in to to connect with the with the person that you're married to, and you just go off for several days without really giving sort of notification and honor to the relationship. Uh, your relationship will fall apart because whatever you put your uh, energy to will continue to bloom and grow. Um, now, people who let's move on towards children. So, in order for a relationship to be successful, children are very good at sort of pitting their parents against each other. It's just what they do because they have their own concerns and their own, uh, I guess you could say, agendas, um, and can at times um, operate in a selfish manner. So if one of the things that a couple needs to do is, especially uh, especially when it comes to discipline um, or comes to even decision-making about the children or if, they're, or if the child has gone ahead and asked one parent for something um, and that parent has said one thing and then the other parent has said another thing, it 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 causes it, the the request of the child because the parents have not come to some type of agreement about that it could cause d- dissension uh and the same thing goes for other per- personal pursuits which which can again if if that takes priority if if you don't just periodically check in and say a, sort of a quick hello, how are you doing? And, you know, I was just checking on you just to see, you know, how your day was going. Um, you know, it, it's not something that has to be done every day, but making it a sort of a, a pattern that you have care and concern about the relationship and the person that you're married to um, is is a way to keep, I guess you could say, making the relationship the priority so that so that you can continue to have longevity. Is there anything that you would like to add to that, honey? What I want to add first and foremost is this. Nothing is more important in a marriage than the relationship between husband and wife. Yeah, I, I married you, and you're my wife, and I want to know, how are you doing? I'm commanding life with the power of elegance. How are you doing? I'm listening to you because I'm like, whoa, that's my wife's voice. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And so and, and, and 
I really wanna I really want you to relax, take a deep breath. Just suck in some air, just <laughs> Okay. And let it out and just relax. Just say Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Because a marriage ain't a marriage if there's not a husband and a wife. In the sense that the relationship in and of itself makes the sauce. You know how you may have a fantastic meal, so you believe, but you left out an ingredient. That's what the love is, the relationship between husband and wife. And so I think it's extremely important. I agree with with that statement wholeheartedly. It kind of threw me off because at first it was like, there's nothing more important in a marriage than relationship between husband and wife. I'm like, well, there ain't no marriage if there ain't no husband and wife. But I just wanted to let you know that you mean so much to me. And my relationship with you is important right now. And so I wanted you to be relaxed and at ease. And I wanted you to just kind of flow with what we got here. And that is more important to me than anything else right now. So, number 12 is the next important thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, number 12. Number 12 is a question and it asks, are you creating more pleasurable interactions in your marriage or are you making a painful or unpleasant for your spouse? If your spouse treats you with kindness, gentleness, patience, and self-control, it is easy for you to respond kindly. If you are treated badly with anger, impatience, etc., it's difficult to be nice in return. Focus on how you can be a blessing to your spouse, and in turn, you will be blessed, and so will your marriage. And that is by Mac Har. I would say that there is so much truth to this. And, um, again, I, I think uh, if you haven't listened to the previous show, um, one of my favorite shows, um, just on not how to, on what not to do, is divorce court. Not divorce court. Not divorce court. <laughs> what? Your favorite show? Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and one of the things that's always interesting about that is that I think that people get into relationship with each other and and they say that they have love for one another 
but they do these things uh, to each other um, that are painful. And and whatever the you know whether or not it's infidelity, uh, whether or not it's it's maligning a person's character, uh, I'm not sure of what is going on. I think that perhaps that one of the things that people are doing is that they are just repeating the patterns that they learned from previous relationships, um, but. They do the. They're just mean to one another. <laughs> there seems to be no kindness, no gentleness, uh, and it it really, uh, for the most part, I think the larger part of the problem tends to be um, that they bring a lot of criticism to one another, and, and thinking that continuing to point out the problem or the criticism is going to is going to make things better for the relationship when in fact it does not um your relationship for the most part it should be a soft place for the other to fall i mean and and or or just to sit in and just you know be be there so that you can can talk with each other where you can engage with each other and and actually make the request of whatever needs that the other individual is wanting uh, because you don't want to create a situation where um, people, where a person is really unfulfilled in the relationship um, and and they feel the need to have to look elsewhere for it. Or if it's a situation where, you know, especially when you're dealing with fears, that's another thing that I think that comes up that that a lot of people in their relationships sometimes let their fears dictate how they're reacting. And they will say, well, you make me feel like this. Well, no, you, there's something in their actions that, that they've done that that caused you to have a memory or a flashback of when that when the last time that happened and you it's causing you to have an emotional reaction now i i realize that that's a very i i suppose a really detached way of looking at it but oftentimes when you're feeling some kind of way those feelings are within you and I'm not talking about like something that's a deep betrayal, but like say for instance, um, the way your partner may have said a turn of phrase, and that turn of phrase is something that in your past you had gotten conditioned to, meaning that the that the other partner was that the other partner was um, going to lay into you and tear you apart um, in, in terms of in terms of how you were expressing yourself, then you want to have the opportunity to you know the and that may not necessarily 
necessarily be the present partner's intention or your present spouse's intention, um, but you need to kind of look at that and say, you know, honey, when you said this remark that you said, this was this sort of this reminded me of when. You know, I was in my previous relationship. I, I want to have the opportunity to actually talk about it um, because I don't think that that was your intention, but it, it caused me to feel some type of way. And I, I would like to make a request of you that that at least that particular turn of phrase, um, what you were doing in that moment, could, would you would you not do that because it it brings up this fear in me. Uh, and that really gives the other person the opportunity to to be kind and gentle and patient um, because you are sharing something that they may not have been aware of. It, it may have um, brought up something that you had long since, you know, kept buried. But, uh, you know, that is what I have to say about that. Do you have anything to add? I will wake up each day with love in my heart. And that's what I do. And I think when you do that, you want to share it. I As, I, as I'm listening to to you, I hear... the pain of your previous experience as far as marriage was concerned. And I know that that pain is not with you now. I know that this comment, are you creating more pleasurable interactions with your marriage, in your marriage? And I know that that's what I, that's what I aim to do. That's what we do. Um, or are you making it painful and unpleasant? for your spouse. Painful and unpleasant was an experience you once had. It was an experience I once had. And I've divorced myself literally from even the emotions of that. Um, My previous marriage partner died uh, I think maybe three years ago. And it seems as if everything that was unpleasant died with her because it was so strange. And I shared this with you before. When I saw her on on her deathbed because my daughter had called to let me know that day um, that my daughter herself had to open up about what she was trying to be in secret about because her mother was not really feeling well. And uh, when she expired, it surprised everybody because they anticipated her coming home. So when I came into the room, I saw the person that I had married and not the person that made the marriage unpleasant and painful because she 
looked like the person that I had met years ago. So, as I hear you working through these experiences and the things in which they are sharing here that we share with the audience, um, I can feel the difference in the temperament of your reflection. And I just wanted to bring that to the table in hopes that this helps others in recognizing that more pleasurable interaction in your marriage is a very key ingredient. Would you agree, my dear? I would agree. (laughs) All right. All right. So, number 13. Never begin a sentence with the word you. I want to actually say something here. Never begin an argument with the word you. Okay. Never begin an argument. Well, yeah. Well, that was... Yeah, because I I can come in and I can say, you mean so much to me, my dear. You are everything. (laughs) And everything is you. <laughs> boy, are you, boy, are you dating yourself? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay, so so the person who used the word never began a sentence with the word you. Uh, we're going to modify it. Her name is Veronica Mune, but never begin an argument or never. Uh, you said argument, right? Yes. Yeah, an argument. Okay, hopefully you won't be in that place of trying to begin an argument. <laughs> <laughs> who? What you? T- what you talking about? I've been there. I've done seen it. I it's been it's done happen. Shoot, there's some people get themselves up for the whole day so they can come in, and and as soon as they see you, the first word come out their mouth is you, because they ready to argue. They got both barrels ready, waiting for you to come through the door. <laughs> All right. So we mod- we're going to modify this. Like, hopefully, you are not in a place of wanting to start an argument. I I know that <laughs> I know that I st- I a couple of, a few days ago I stepped in I stepped into one, but you know that was because um, the 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 person who was I guess you could say the middle person. Um, miscommunicated what it was that I shared with them. But <laughs> I stepped into I, I stepped into the argument and then I had to dial uh, it near the end of the conversation I dialed them down from where they were. But you know anyway. Anyway. That was with your ex, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> see, see. People let me share something with you people. Let me share something with you people. I'm going to tell you, there is a conditioning that happens that sometimes people don't pay attention to. 
and it's difficult to break away from the conditioning. It's just like, I don't know, if you ever watch your friends and you see them get around their family members who are their aunts, uncles, and mother, they're totally different people than what they are when they're in the bar or in the club with you or you guys chilling, all right? They revert back to being a child. Some people revert back to being in the relationship that they have been with before. I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen. I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. All right. So it says here. <laughs> I, yeah, because I've seen it before too. You know. So instead, start the word. Start with the word I, and then share your feelings instead of your thoughts. This is not an. Uh, this is not as easy as it sounds because we all disguise a lot of thoughts as feelings, as in I feel like you are avoiding me. Genuine feelings are sad, angry, happy, lonely, frustrated, and sharing your core feelings creates better communication and more connection and compassion. I agree. (laughs) Number 14. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we we can move on from that one because there's there's a whole lot of thoughts that I have uh, behind that, um, and maybe <laughs> I know this why I said let's go. I'm good. You know, before we move on, uh, I'm going to say that uh, when when you start certain practices of of communication and communicating differently. Uh, there are some people who um, will remain the same while you are going through your evolution and change. And what you will find is that when you start put, putting your communication practices into play with that person that hasn't changed, what you find is that you're you you are able to de-escalate a situation a whole lot faster than you would have in the past. And with that, we're going to move on to number fourteen. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Change your focus. Shift your perspective to one of learning to appreciate your partner. And. And this is by Michelle Pohl, and she is, it looks like she is, um, she's a therapist. So, appreciating your partner. One of the things that <clears throat> I would say is that Appreciation of your partner really comes from from focusing in on the things that you love and appreciate about your partner. Because when you whatever you focus in on, <clears throat> whatever you focus in on tends to grow. 
so I would say there are <clears throat> quite a few things that I appreciate um, about my beloved here, the king, um, his spiritual core that that seems to direct every aspect of his life. The the fact that <clears throat> excuse me, to my way of thinking, um, he is. Uh, I I think I've told him this that there's a part of him that's a bit of a warrior, because he will quick he will quickly defend somebody who is in his in his estimation or his in his thought um um in a in a weaker situation i do recall there was one time <clears throat> there were these two homeless people and one person was beating and one person was beating the other homeless person up on the head and he just did not sit back he he went in and he told told them to stop um i think that the in the in a time when most people all they do is is record the situation as opposed to actually um stopping the people from you know continuing on that that is definitely uh, a rarity uh the i also appreciate the fact that uh the king here um he has me laughing and in stitches all the time. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that I've I've said is that I think the creator brought us together because because um uh, because I needed to laugh more. Uh and these are just, you know, these are just uh a few things, but one of the things is is that I I will say that, you know, I I appreciate what he, what he, you know, I appreciate his character and I appreciate the things that, that he brings to the relationship, characteristics and qualities that I, I really deeply desired. You want to well, add they anything? Happy, they say happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I trust and believe that I do indeed I do <laughs> So changing your fo- your focus On th- those things that you appreciate The partner About your partner It, it, it definitely it, it, There is There is more appreciation When you're appreciating and yeah, give your baby the song. I remember a song, um, dating myself again. Give your baby if I could if I could do tenor again, it would really be cool. But uh, those days are gone. But it would say, give your baby a standing ovation, and she's sure will give a hand to you. Now, right now, I remember that song. And again, you're dating yourself. I want to yourself. sing it so bad. I want to sing it so bad, but I just can't do it. <laughs> okay. Um, number 15. Let go of criticism and blame. 
focus on what there is to appreciate about your mate, then honestly and spontaneously express your specific appreciation to them. It is also good to do this for yourself. And this comes from Judith Joyce, who is a life coach. That reminds me of what we did (laughs) just recently about um, uh, the, the problem with fault finding. Right? Because that kind of goes in the same category with criticism and blame. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Um, Yes. Uh, Criticism and blame. Uh, This is the one quick thing that I will say about that. What it does is it chips away at the... It chips away at the person that you're involved with. If there is anything that you love and appreciate about your mate or your spouse, then bring attention to those things. Um, Instead of being in a place of wanting to bring criticism or blame, because essentially you're saying that you're not happy with that person, uh, and it's better that if the if there are more things that you want to criticize them about, then you probably should let the relationship go. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah, true. Anything because I mean, think about it. When um, we looked at uh, divorce court, a lot of people run into a big problem because they can't let go of uh, infidelity that may have occurred in the relationship where if they let that go and allow their moment of now, the present, to allow itself to manifest, they could probably make it through the relationship. But those persons kept constantly going back, and I've seen it in real life too, they want to go and keep harping on something that has happened in the past, and the past is as dead as dead can get if you let it die. But if you keep going over there resuscitating it, it's going to get up and, and, and be the zombie in your life. We don't want no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> All right. So number sixteen. Never lose the lose the fine art of dating. <clears throat> Setting aside a romantic evening on a regular basis can rekindle the magic of a long-term relationship. It doesn't have to be fancy, just a special time for the two of you to remember how and why you first fell in love. And that comes from John Sovic. Um, you know, these acronyms that they have for all of these people, I'm going to just say he's a he's another um, – marriage and family therapist. 
<clears throat> oh, it's okay. You could tell. You could say he's a LMFT. <laughs> MFT. <laughs> I never knew that we would actually have a MF on the show. I mean, but he's a LMF. Licensed. He's a licensed MF. <laughs> 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 to the individual that that the relationship in and of itself um, does not require that type of attention. So here's the thing. I know that one of the one of the things that I recall there was a guy that I was dating years back and he was talking about how the men in the barbershop would talk about their relationships and they figured that because they had gotten married to the wife that that she was on lockdown that she wasn't going anywhere and 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 it did not it did not appear to him that they were doing anything to what we would say cultivate the relationship in and of itself which means you know keeping the home fires burning by you know um by dating their wife um, by, I guess you could say, you know, by flirting and, and just in being in a place of enjoying each other. But the thing is, is that what he would say, what this ex would say is that what he had noticed was that the, that the men, um, you know, did not recognize that you know, because their wives get into all of these other roles of, of you know, maybe taking care of the home, taking care of the children, um, being uh, a person who uh, also takes care of uh, of their needs, that because she's in this place of constantly exerting all of this energy to exerting all of this energy to all of these different places that the relationship, you know, it, when a woman is in that place or it went even, it doesn't even have to be a woman. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether or not they're male, female, but the other person with all of the things that they do with their contributions to the, the, to the maintaining of the household that, Again, the relationship in and of itself is its own entity. And so you have to do things that maintain that. And the fine art of dating never goes out of style because it gives you the opportunity to nurture that, to find out what what may be going on that they may not share like throughout the day or what it is that they're thinking or feeling or what types of shifts are taking place within within the within the family it gives you an opportunity to talk about those things and also to just have fun with each other to be in the presence of each other and be in that place of reminding you of what as john Sovic had said earlier 
which is fall in love in the first, why you fell in love in the first place. It sort of uh, it sort of gives you a reminder. I recall I recall the um, the relationship that that I had been in um, and, and being in before. And one of the things that he said he would say to me is that you know we we don't have fun anymore. We don't do the things that we once did. You know, I I would like to get some of that back. Well, shoot, I had spent I would spend all of my energy on taking care of the children, um, on getting the house. You know, uh, if I could get the house clean, um, but cleaning. Um, preparing the meals and just taking care of that. And by by the time by the time it came to us near the end of the day, I did not necessarily have a whole lot to give into that type of connection that he that he was desiring. <clears throat> I recall saying to him, I was like, look, if you want my time and attention and you want to cultivate this relationship, I'm doing all of this other stuff, but you, I, I would say that the that I'm going to give the responsibility of the onus of, on, on you with cultivating this sort of the, the, the date experience. Um, I'm going to put that on you because my plate is full. And if I have to do this... <laughs> If I have to do this and I have to cultivate and make time, I will I will set aside my time to make sure that I'm free. But all of the other stuff, the planning and preparation to make that happen, I would like for you to take care of it. And, well, and as you can see, uh, now I'm married to my cousin or current husband who actually does that without me having to say anything. And we just have that. And it's just a sort of an automatic thing that Sunday is family day and we we go out. We may have dinner. We may do some dancing. We will we will do something that that that, again, brings energy and and care to the relationship in and of itself. Anyway, you want to add anything, honey? I think I do. Real quick, though, it was a word you used, and it was the role. And what came to mind is role-playing sometimes is a interesting mechanism that can be implemented in a date night just to bring a different flavor if by chance uh, as I listened to Arlene she reflected reflected upon an experience that was probably going through some rough waters and you're trying to get yourself together. Um, issues with the children, the work, things that need to be done at home. But if you can just extract yourself from all of that and get yourself in a role-playing thing to where you're, you're, you're divorced or detached from all of that and focus on one another and don't even give thought to 
the things of the past or who you used to be because you're somebody else. Now you're Madame La La La, and he is Monsieur Schnakanaka. Something like that. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, go for it. (laughs) And and there's a good chance you'll never be able to find their phone number. And so you can actually have an exciting experience with the stranger that you'll never see again. Or set up a rendezvous for another time because you know he's going to show up again. Because you've made the date. <laughs> but don't tell your husband. Even though it is your husband. <laughs> okay. Number 17. Have regular time, even if it's just for 15 minutes, to check in on your relationship and what you appreciate about each other. Okay, so I um oh, okay. And and uh and they said no talking about kids schedules etc allowed. <laughs> so, I I'm going to actually suggest something here. And what I would suggest is that you get two boxes and and what you would do is oh you would put write down all of the things that you appreciate about that person in in one box and then uh, the other person does the same and you exchange the boxes and for within that 15 minutes or however long you decide to give it you actually take out at least the other partner gets the opportunity to take out one comment because you're going to have to pare these down into different uh into several strips but you take out one comment of the things that you like and appreciate about your mate Um, also, also, it, you know, it gives, in addition to actually talking about what, what it is that you or needs, or what it is that you would like, like to happen. It does not necessarily have to be, it could be comments or, and, or it could be things that each of the individuals likes. And for that time frame that you are spending together, that 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 one thing um, gets done to the other person who who likes and appreciate whatever that thing may be. Just a suggestion, you know. It, it it'll keep it it'll keep your marriage fresh and interesting, and it will give you the opportunity to be able to meet the wants and needs of the the person that you're involved with. Would you like to add anything? I would like to add we can go to number 18. <laughs> okay. Okay, 18. Love your marriage by first taking care of yourself. 
so so many people so many of my patients say the reason their marriage fell apart as they became depressed or disinterested in their partner if you keep on working on your marriage uh if you keep working on you your marriage will stay fresh and vital start today by adding a new wedding vow to your list promise to take care of yourself so that you will continue to age with grace and confidence by your partner's side and that is um, from Mary Jo Rapini and she's a licensed counselor okay so I think the thing that you brought up is a good remedy to this situation as well by taking care first taking care of yourself in the sense that you wrote these things down, you put them in, in, in the uh, the box to kind of keep interest and allow the aspect of depression not to enter in because when you become disinterested in somebody, it's because of so many things that you find boring. So, <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, taking care of yourself, I think, really is about something I was listening to on a video, um, video book. And it said that I take my weather with me. If I walk and I'm experiencing gloom and darkness, then those in which I come around will experience gloom and darkness too. But if I walk with sunshine and radiance, then when I encounter my people, they're going to feel the sunshine and radiance and they're going to bring it back, give it back. There's going to be a sense of reciprocity in that process. So I say take care of yourself by staying positive. It's always good. helps people out and it makes you grow with grace and beauty. Um, Also, I would say that um, taking care of yourself is also a place of where you can continue to work on your own growth and development. And this is taking care of your spirit man, um, your your spiritual essence, um, or doing things or... Uh, or doing things that um, would allow for uh, allow for your own personal growth. I mean, see, because even though you are actually in a relationship, you are, you know, your first sort of priority can uh, needs to be yourself and taking care of your needs. Now, one of the ways that in which I think people should do this. I, I I encourage all people to do is to have a spiritual practice where you are um, 
in communion with the creator and and being able to nourish that part of yourself uh, so that you have more than enough to take care of uh, everything else. Um, but that is, you know, because we are divine expressions of the creator, taking the time to going and going and actually communing with the creator, the, the, crea- the creator that created us, um, and allowing ourselves to be in a place of where we see ourselves and know ourselves as the creator knows us allows you the opportunity to be, you know, enrich all of your relationships, not just your marriage, but just all of your relationships. It gives you more than enough money. Excuse me, not money, but more than enough uh, energy to take care of everything everything else that is uh, one of those forms of self-care. So taking care of the spiritual part, part of yourself, be it the physical, um, mental, reading reading a book or reading things that will allow you to improve because it will give you the opportunity to um, bring in a freshness and newness because a lot of times I think that depression sets in because you're not in that place of expansion and growth and you're staying stagnant and you're staying the same and you are expecting the relationship to change that when only you can do that. That is beautiful. I agree wholeheartedly. I think you did well with that. I think we should move to 19. (laughs) Okay. All right. So recognize that your husband or wife is mirroring back to you who you are. So whatever you're upset with him or her about and use it to help yourself look squarely at what you need to do in order to grow and evolve. The relationship will thrive. And that's by Eileen Dillon. And she's another person that has a whole other, she she seems to be into social work, and she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. All right. Uh, This goes for all relationships, not just, (laughs) not just for, you know, uh, a husband or wife, but anything that you're, uh, anything that you're feeling upset about. Again, that experience is taking place inside of you. You are looking to bring healing and wholeness uh, to yourself. Uh, You know, that ultimately I think that we're all doing that. We're looking to bring healing and wholeness to ourselves. Uh, You never want to be in a place of, uh, be in a place of understanding that your feelings are your feelings and that that experience is taking place inside of you. So if you're angry at your spouse or if there's anything that's taking taking place um, within you that you haven't addressed, uh, then understand that your partner is more or less putting a mirror up so that you could say, okay, you're 
you're you're gonna you're getting angry at this situation. You need to take a look at where this pain is coming from, so that you can address it and heal from it. Is there anything you would like to add to to that, honey? The best I got out of that is. Identify the namaste, um, which is I honor the divine in you because we are mirroring one another. If you don't see the divine, then take that reflection and look at it from a divine perspective as to what opportunity is this presenting for you right now to bring it to a place of divinity. Okay, now. (laughs) All right. So number 20, take time to have fun together every day. With today's hectic schedules, it is easy to find your marriage at the bottom of the priority list. Take a walk and hold hands. Nature calms. Couple cook. Food fight. Uh, Well, I don't know about that food fighting part, but okay. Exercise together. Tennis or dancing maybe. Or just collect a daily joke to share. It does not have to be expensive. But if you make the commitment and effort to laugh together as often as possible, it can sweeten your connection and cement your relationship for life. And that is Melody Tucker. And she's, it looks like she's a couple's counselor. Well, I tell you, I've been to several schools, and the only time a food fight occurred was when I was at a white school. I don't know what that means, but I know that black (laughs) people don't seem to be throwing food at each other like these people did at the college I was going to, which was predominantly white now. I will say that there was a lot of blacks that assimilated to the situation to a certain extent because you get hit in the back of the head with some mashed potatoes, you ain't going to just sit and act as if it didn't happen. I'm just saying. Jello, all this madness. I I don't know if this really makes people feel any better, but I would say... If you you want to have fun together and you want to throw something, go to a paintball thingamajig and and give that a shot. I mean, find things that are enjoyable to do, like go bump. Well, it's not bumper cars. In a sense, it is. You know, they have the go-karts, and you can Mm -hmm. race between or beside your your significant other and and bumper cars was really fun though I I think back on that because you really could crash into each other and just laugh it off 
because uh, and then you have to hunt them down on the on the floor, and they'd be trying to duck you out, and you'd be like, you know, I would get them, I would get them, and you go ahead and you find the path to get over there, and you hit the car, bam. <laughs> okay, I'm dating myself again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they don't, that bumper cars is not the way it used to be because they don't allow you to hit no. each other anymore. You know, that. Yeah, bumper cars are out. I think that was killing people on the, on the bumper car. I think it must have been coming in with whiplash and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't do that type of stuff anymore. Um, okay. So, I, and I think that this essentially comes down to uh, it's sort of it's sort of similar to the date night thing. It, it's it, but the just having having the opportunity to to be in each other's presence and to be in a place of enjoying each other. Um, this it seems to be um, uh, essentially what this is coming down to: just having fun with each other, doing. Doing things that you that you enjoy doing, um, and and like they said, it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive. I don't know a daily joke book. I, I uh, sharing a daily joke. I I don't know. I I would say share a, a daily funny video. That might be more uh, interesting than a joke. So I, I think I share I shared with King today. Um, um, Greg, uh, what is what's his name? Um, there is there is a comedian that, um, or actually, he's an actor. When I think about it, but today I sent King uh, a version of. Um, oh, Greg ba- uh, Brady. Greg Brady doing Wayne Brady. Excuse me, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Brady. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne Brady doing a 1930s version of Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. A, yeah, and I have I have to say he did a pretty good job. But I, you know, I was thinking to myself, I meant to show this to King yesterday, so I just sent it to him today. But yeah, you know, sharing those things that you you know that you think are you you think are funny or amusing, just to bring a little joy and levity to to your relationship, it's always a good practice. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is my oh, but... first time talking about it. I don't think about it, but yeah, I did enjoy that. <laughs> And, uh, I think did, did you did you see the part where the the girl when she played the zombie uh, tap tan tap dancing zombies y'all um, but anyway um, when 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 the, when the end came and the guy came out with the were, with the werewolf mask uh, and uh, and everybody said what the hell. Um, she was trying to she was trying to keep her composure, right? Because she was supposed to have been in that pose of the zombie thing, and uh, she, she 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 did good because she kept it for a little bit longer than what she could under normal circumstances. But then I think she was like, "I hope somebody said cut because I got to I got to let this go." 
She stopped laughing. <laughs> I think that was one of the situations where it wasn't scripted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you know, have have fun together. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And and the things that you know that you think are small that that. Uh, the the things that you think are small, um, but that brought you enjoyment, you you can share that with your partner. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, that I enjoyed this moment with you, and I can't wait to get in the same room with you. But I'm gonna get <laughs> something to eat first. <laughs> Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, those are our 20 tips to a successful <laughs> for a successful marriage. So yes, oh, we, you know what? Uh, uh, I was going to say you could at least give them all 10, all 20 now. If you wanted to roll through them real quick, that way they will know what was the first 10. Just, okay. the, just the top, you know, just the, what is it, a bullet point? Because they yes, have to go um, to the other show to see what the rest of We ain't talking about none of it. We already did. <laughs> okay, so number one is if, you're, if your goal is to have a satisfying marriage with longevity, make sure you are accountable for the part you play in the relationship, good or bad. Number two, research consistent, uh, consistently shows that that touching more creates a stronger bond by releasing oxytocin. Number three, learn how to agree to disagree. Number four, sometimes it's not about the amount of money you spend on a gift. It's about the thought that goes into something. Number five, for men, it's important to understand that women want to be listened to. Number six, the biggest waste of effort in a marriage is trying to change your spouse since the problems you have with your spouse are generally problems you have in yourself. Number seven, see problems, boredom in the bedroom, lack of conversation, resentment as symptoms and treat those symptoms just as you would treat a chronic illness that seemingly has no cure. Number eight. So if you actually said Said it this way: See problems as symptoms, and treat those symptoms just as you would treat a chronic illness. I remember last week I said, uh, "Treat an illness, not necessarily something chronic." Um, that seems seemingly has no cure. Um, All right. You guys chew on that, and like I said, we talked about it last week. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Number eight, next time you argue with your partner, drop the shaming, blaming, need to be right, and listen without interrupting. Number nine, take responsibility in your arguments. Number ten, there is not a four-letter word. Number eleven, nothing is more important in marriage than the relationship between husband and wife. Number 12, 
Are you creating more pleasurable interactions in your marriage or making it painful or unpleasant for your spouse? Number 13, never begin the sentence with the word you. Number 14, change your focus. Number 15, let go of criticism and blame. Number 16, never lose the fine art of dating. Number 17, have regular times, even if it's just for 15 minutes, to check in on your relationship and what you appreciate about each other. Number 18, love your marriage. Love your marriage by first taking care of yourself. Number 19, recognize that your husband or wife is bringing back to you who you are. And number 20, take time to have fun together every day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so those are our 20 tips for a successful marriage. And this actually, yay! And so, uh, just so you know, there there are actually more, but we only wanted to fer- focus on um, 20 of them. Um, but you can go to yourtango.com, the 50 best marriage tips for all of all time from 50 marriage experts. So if you want to check out that full 50 list, go ahead and go to yourtango.com. But... We're going to go ahead and shut it down. Is there anything that you want to share with the family before we get off the air? We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope to see you. But we can't because this is Block Talk Radio. Well, at some point in the future, family, we are actually, you know, it is my intention to have us on YouTube and just be on the lookout for that. I I don't know how I feel about putting on makeup just to do YouTube videos, but, you know, you know, expansion is always key. Changing and evolving is a beautiful thing. Anyway. Um, we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, we thank God for you, and we know that wherever you are, God is. Hashem. See you later, family. Yes, see you later, family. Namaste.
a perfect compliment Cause I'm unboxing my world But when we're together He just makes me feel like his girl He's giving me love So steady He touches my heart Now I'm ready He touches my soul Touches my soul. 